Hey everybody, welcome to the Great Stair Podcast. I'm your host, Anya, and it's just me today. And I'm going to do a few quick reviews of films from the Sundance Film Festival. I am not in person. This is um, reviewing films virtually ever since 2020. Oh, no, excuse me. Ever since 2021, the Sundance Film Festival has had an online component, if not completely online. This year, it's half and half. Uh, The previous two years, it was fully online uh, due to pandemic circumstances. It's very cool to be able to watch some films online. Um, Can't say I've loved everything, but, um, you know, it is what it is. Um, And so I actually have three features and one short um, that I'm going to talk about. The short film is called A Short Story by Began. I saw this film last month. I didn't realize it was part of the short film selection at Sundance, so I figured I would talk about it here. So this is, as I said, from director Began, a Chinese filmmaker. He's made films like Kylie Blues and Long Day's Journey Into Night, and if you know anything about him, he's kind of, um, I guess you could call him experimental if you want to, a very, like, virtuistic, um, these grand type of (laughs) films with ambitious uh, story elements to them. And this short film is only maybe 14 minutes in length. And I would say it's as equally as ambitious as his other works. Um, This one obviously operating at a much quicker pace of the story of a quote-unquote a black cat. Um, This like anthropomorphized black cat who is um, strangely designed, though uniquely designed. Um, This is a very short person, uh, completely dressed in black. And we find this cat character uh, interacting with some other people. Uh, I <laughs> This is a very hard film to describe because I, it is a short film and its sequencing would just lead me to describing the entire film. Um, but these set pieces are very interesting and I really like the art direction specifically of this short Um whether it comes like a robotic character which is very interesting um but just like the production design itself is very fascinating um one section on a train in particular uh there's just (laughs) it's very unique it's shot with like a four three aspect ratio and it's very entertaining even if you've never seen a film by began before i do recommend watching this whenever you get the chance Again, it is very much like more rap. It's much more rapid than like anything else he's ever made, but you get a sense of his like artistic direction, if you want to call it that. So um, <laughs> that's my attempt to kind of briefly talk about a short story by Began. But we'll move on to the features now. I'm gonna go in the order of what I liked, and then downward. <laughs> And the film I liked the most is a documentary called A Common Sequence. This film is in the New Frontier selection of Sundance. I forget if this is the section that Sundance briefly removed before bringing it back. I'm not very well versed. Again, I've only ever watched films from this festival virtually in the past few years, so... Uh, But I remember there was a brief moment where I think it might have been the New Frontier section was going to get removed. Uh, it's been brought back. Uh, this documentary is by Mary Helena Clark and Mike Ever Eviscerer. 
if I'm saying that correctly. And it is a, I guess you could say it's a documentary about science practices, conservation, uh, and like effects of like colonialism. And it tells like these three different segments, which are all like incredibly fascinating and never anything that I've like ever known about deliberately so (laughs) without like giving away like how this like what happens in this film in one section in the beginning of the film we're following uh, these Mexican nuns who have developed a serum or a syrup um, from salamanders (laughs) and they're basically just selling these serums to try to make ends meet but the interesting thing is that the reason that they're developing this like syrup is um because these salamanders have like uh regeneration powers when it comes to like limbs and even like brain memory i believe and so uh what's interesting about this section beyond that like uh concept in it of itself and as a practice of science is kind of how it relates to uh governmental control uh of resources and basically viewing this as like a a resource or a tool that can be used uh, for warfare or soldiers. And this for like regeneration, if uh, the strength of the regeneration carries through uh, from <laughs> salamanders into humans. Uh, but it's really fascinating. There's another section of the film that is about uh, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like synthetic food if you want to call it there's it's about like seedless apples uh and how they are genetically grown and also how they are picked uh like apple picking uh including including uh human patenting of food so i thought this film was like very good incredibly good again easily the best film i've watched so far um i think even in terms of its documentary form it is um the storytelling, if you want to call it storytelling, because it is nonfiction, but um, the narrative progression of the documentary is just like very well executed, and it's a overall unique film that I think you can learn a lot from in terms of human science, uh, the effects of colonialism, as mentioned earlier, which is like I realize they put that as like a key point of the synopsis. And so uh, I highly recommend seeking out a, co- a common sequence um, if this ever comes out. <laughs> I, I'm not so sure about the distribution on this one. So yeah, I would say very good film. Next up is a film called Past Lives. And this film is by Celine Song. It's her debut narrative feature. She's a playwright. This film does have distribution from A24. I don't know when <laughs> there's no release date yet but uh it is also playing in competition at berlinale uh as of today i just discovered because the berlinale lineup came out uh it is uh a film the cast the cast is greta lee and yu Tail, uh and this is a film like a korean film korean american canadian film this film spans actually a few countries because it's a film that takes place within these 12 different years of separation uh, the characters at the ages of 12, 24, and 36. And specifically the main character, Na Young, or Nora, 
played uh, as an adult by Greta Lee, uh, but these classmates in Korea who have a very close connection to one another, then again in 24, reconnecting virtually, and then having an encounter in New York uh, at the age of 36. Uh, I think a lot of people have liked this film, and I actually really enjoyed it too. I didn't love it though. I don't think it's a perfect film. I think let me let me get into the good things about it. Uh, it is a very satisfying film compositionally, and I think from a craft perspective, it's pretty well made. I wouldn't say it's anything daring or new. Regardless of that. Uh, there's times where I've heard like one critic say there's like a flatness to it. I can understand that to be completely honest. And I even think that carries over to a few characters, but, uh, regardless, uh, I think the film very effectively, um, uses its camera and also capturing ambience of spaces. Um, and a film that doesn't really feel very rushed which I like. It doesn't really feel like it's like trying to go through the beats and trying to, you know, get to point to point very quickly. Uh, and so I admire that about the film. And I think the acting overall is pretty good. But, you know, particularly Greta Lee as Nora in the lead, I think she she gets to do the most contemplation and her as uh, an immigrant moving to Canada with her family, which is how she gets separated from Song her friend. And then eventually uh, moving to New York and uh, being a playwright and a writer, which is interesting because Celine Song is a playwright. And uh, there's clearly like a correlative uh, director uh, <laughs> imposing character type of thing going on, uh, type of thing. Um, where was I getting with that? Oh, yeah, she gets to do the most introspection as a character, mainly in terms of her own identity and diaspora uh but i mean if you think about concepts of diaspora it's um i would say it's pretty generalized in the film uh that doesn't mean it wouldn't be effective uh but you know this idea of like sense of belonging it's it's kind of what you would expect and that's basically what this character gets to do reflect upon herself even in kind of like a self-deprecating or like um what's the word i'm looking for I think, I don't know, but I think, oh, in comparison, her character in comparison to the other actors, uh, mainly her husband that she ends up, uh, this man she's married to, versus uh, Yu Teo's Haesong. I think these two men are good in the film, but I feel like maybe we're missing some of their own interpersonal introspection. Uh, and obviously that's not to say like, oh, these people need to be the leads. No, but I, I feel, oh, the word flatness that I used earlier. I feel like that a little bit happens with these characters, especially because of the character of Nor getting to be kind of part of the specificities of, um, the diaspora and the identity. I don't know, like Haesung's character... I almost, I don't know, I wanted something more. And is a good actor. I haven't seen him in a ton of stuff. He actually was in Decision to Leave, which is interesting. But overall, I think the film does come together in a very 
I would mostly say rewarding watch because, again, I respect a film that is both light on its feet, uh, even if it is a little loose and lacking in some elements. I overall quite enjoy the film. And I'll definitely see it again whenever it comes out. Uh, I didn't love it, though. And, you know, again, I've seen a lot of hype for it, which is cool. But manner your expectations. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, it's a, it's a nice film. Yeah, like the, romant- the romanticism is interesting. You know, if the, the, I think that's what's mo- kind of interesting about it, like the ba- what is the boundary of um, these two people's relationships? Uh, because I don't want to get into spoilers, but overall, <laughs> overall a good movie. I can't sit here and talk about everything on my own. Uh, oh, but <laughs> last thing about past lives. Uh, I really like how the title is invoked into this film. I mean, it's pretty vocal in front and center, but uh, about this concept of, um, maybe you could call it reincarnation, but this concept that um, somebody that you are soulmates or destined with, you have encounters in past lives. And this also kind of goes into the separation of um, the time span of this film with these three different ages of the characters. But that is enough of that. And then the last feature I will talk about in this episode is called Fair Play by Chloe Dumont. I believe this is her debut narrative feature. It may be incorrect. Uh, This is in the competition section, dramatic competition. As of today, it was acquired (laughs) by Netflix for $20 million, which seems like a lot of money. Uh, it seems like a lot of money for a very mediocre film, to be completely honest, but maybe that's what we should expect from Netflix, uh, you know. <laughs> um, but this film has Alden Ehrenreich, who I really like, and this actress Phoebe uh, Diviner. Diviner? I just wrote the name down in my notes, I'm sorry if I messed that up. But this film is about a couple uh, who is romantically involved and they work in the same office and they work in finance. And it is a movie about uh, gender dynamics, if you want to put it blandly. Uh, One character gets a promotion uh, while the other doesn't. And this film kind of has a lot of dramatic shifts, if you want to call it that, into like thriller territory. in a movie that feels kind of not falsely provocative but a movie that I understand the goal of this film in terms of like wanting to make a film about gender politics but considering it's 2023 I think the type of like again if you want to call it like provocations you see in this film are not very new or interesting and that makes this film feel like very bland (laughs) uh overall uh i wouldn't i don't know maybe i would say that it feels like baity but it's more so you could if you watch this film with any self-awareness uh again i feel like it's not a movie where you're going to take much away from it and considering that these characters don't really feel very real and they more feel like uh people who are being used to like poison uh, the script and the drivel uh, of like the meaning of it it's more like here you embody this to play this like 
as a thesis in my head, not really as any like interesting developed people. I thought that also made this film pretty weak and overall like what's the point type of thing like again it's funny because this film also seemed maybe not mostly kind of hyped up a little bit I'm not entirely sure but this one I think is just like a very easy skip uh but again Netflix just paid so much for it uh we'll see what the type of release schedule this movie has like if it comes out soon or not uh, again, I really like Alden Ehrenreich. Uh, I actually really like him as an actor. Actor, excuse me. Um, and he's totally fine here. I think uh, you could say he's well cast. I think both him and Phoebe. I see. I, I would really love them together in something else. <laughs> Maybe is what I kind of came to at this point, where I'm just like, okay, there's clearly some they can play off each other uh, sexually. Uh, antagonistically romantically in the way that this movie asks but i would love to again see them in something that feels um more vital so those those are the features that i'm covering as of now i may do another episode uh we'll see we'll see i will say I'm not getting to see many films here. So there's a lot that I actually want to watch, but I, you know, I don't know when. I'll have to wait until they come out theatrically or whatnot. So maybe a few films that I am I heard good things about from here um, that I have not seen is um, Earth Mama. I've heard is a very good movie. I would really like to see that. Uh, I, heard, I think it's called Rye, Ryland. I, I'm interested in that film. Uh, that film seems like it could be pretty good. Um... Oh my gosh, what's the other one I was just thinking about? I do want to watch the Little Richard documentary. Um, I think just out of interest of Little Richard himself, I think I'd like to watch that film. And I guess I'll leave it there for now. Thank you guys for listening to this solo episode. You know, the Great Star Podcast will be back soon with new other content. So thank you very much. And don't forget to do the Great Star.